You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. This week, GameScoop is sponsored by Hims. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. Justin Davis. Scoop. And CJ Gibson. What's up? And we've got a great show for you this week. If we sound a little bit different, it's because we're in our new podcast recording studio. What's old is new again. The new studio is the old studio. <laughs> we were in here a long time ago. Right? Long That's time. Right, we recorded yeah. podcasting here hey, before. Is, do, 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 is that from Galaga? Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that audio took so, me back. By the way, oh, it's so good. Yeah, so yeah, the people who have only been watching the show on YouTube may not even recognize that theme. That's the original GameScoop theme song that we've been using on the podcast mm-hmm. for thirteen years. It's now. always been on audio. Always been. You still always put been. it in the audio. Solid. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Still there. Solid. Uh, we're sitting around a round table here, so maybe our voices are going to be reflecting differently. Who knows? Mm. Who knows what's, how it's going to end up Damon, sounding? Damon, Damon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the echo. Ah, uh, here it Sweet. is. Thank you. Service. Uh, well, that's Dan one Parker's. thing. Once we stopped, you know, uh, investing in video, we were able to get table service. And I think I think it's really <laughs> investing. I think, it's, I think now, it's really good for the audience. Now, if we get a little parched during a recording, we can have. Drinks brought uh, brought to us. Mm-hmm. What, what else should we get Dan to bring us? We'll, well, we'll figure it out. Well, another my new thing we do have. Here uh, yet, so maybe you can <laughs> yeah, ask where not that is. Yet, not well, another yet. thing that we do have oh, here in the studio poppers. is. Oh, it's a soundboard. Oh, yes. It's a soundboard, and I'm going to try not to abuse it because I know it would be super annoying. <laughs> abuse it away. Oh, that was Castlevania. This, they're all Castlevania, oh. Sam. <laughs> but I, I identified. There are, voice, there are voice. This is Castlevania 3, and there are voice samples. That's on all. The, wait, wait, uh, can you go to the last one again? That's so Frankenstein good. just saying hi. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how Frank. That's hello in Frankensteinian. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankenstein's monster. But this does, yeah, that's that uh, in Frankenstein's <laughs> Monstonian. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does open us up to playing a, a game I've wanted to do for long, like a, a name that tune sort of game, mm-hmm. from video game. So good. Now the transitions between our topics can be a little game in and of themselves every time. Fantastic. How? Uh, what? What? Just settle down, Sam. This is going to be fun. Uh, we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about... <laughs> See, this, this is, is going to be a problem. This is the problem. going to be a problem. <laughs> you don't even... You're just hitting a random key. Sam's the host now. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the host now. Sorry, Sam. Stand which, back. Which camera stand was down. looking in? There's only one camera right there, Sam. This you don't a, need to look anywhere, though. This What's is now a... Uh, they it? call that a... It's no, fine. Don't they call it a one-camera comedy? Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. This is, ignore Shakespeare the secondary one. Ignore the other camera. Did invent those. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a new uh, There's a new Left 4 Dead. New is in quotes there. Next week, a new console or platform is going to be revealed by Google. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about that. But first... 
Attention, all GameScoop listeners attending PAX East. GameScoop will be at PAX East in a fashion. I will be there. Brian Altano will be there. Mm-hmm. Justin's good boy, Seth Macy, yep. will be there. And nice. Sydney Goodman. And we are doing a GameScoop panel there. That'll be on Thursday, March 28th. 12.30 p.m., good time in the afternoon, and it'll be in the Albatross Theater. Is that 12, 12.30 Eastern? 12.30 Eastern. So nobody knows what time that is here in California. That's true. <laughs> but if you're here in California, you don't need to worry about it. Three hours. Three hours difference. Yeah. We're in Greenwich, California You can't time. prove that. I mean, roughly. Um, Ca- California. You, yes, Sam. Are you going to uh, play Who Am I, video game Who Am I? We are going to play video game Ooh. Who Am I. Who's Sydney going to be? I haven't decided yet. Well, you can tell us because we're not going to be there. I just said I haven't decided yet. <laughs> End of the show. <laughs> Explosion. <laughs> we have to build a shield. Exactly. We have to change spots with Sam. We'll have him over there in the corner. Sam will remember that. The T key goes. It's true. Okay. We did find out this morning a new Left 4 Dead game. It's called Back for Blood. It's from Turtle Rock Studios, who you may remember as the developer of Evolve, or maybe not, because that game mm, yeah. didn't make much of an impression. Rip. Ouch. Rip. And this has a four in it. Yep. Just like Left 4 Dead. Ah, oh, I nice. see what they did. This is, the team, this is the team that made Left 4 Dead. Yep. Uh, after, wait, well, I don't know if they like, they weren't ever owned by Valve, no, they were they? They, they were, were owned and they by were Valve. They were spun off, I think. No, nah, because then they made but they Evolve. But they got, and Evolve was Warner Brothers. Yeah. So they're deal- they're publishing right. deals with Warner Brothers now. I don't I mean, remember exactly what happened with yeah, Valve. You're right. I may be wrong. They made Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Uh, games still loved today, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Still played. Yeah. Still played on uh, on Steam. But there's been so many Left 4 Dead alikes since then, like Evolve, for example. Evolve. Yeah. What, like do, a- do people want these anymore? <clears throat> they just want to go back and play Left 4 Dead. I think they want a new Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. But that like yeah. co-op campaign, that four-player, like you can see like the DNA of that in like you know games like Division, Destiny, yeah. Yeah. Anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's it's just, I mean, the lifespan for those is so tough when the population decreases over time. And I mean, like Evolve. You know, it's like it was good in principle, just mm-hmm. didn't stick around. We, I mean, in principle, it, we loved it in preview and yeah. review, and then we gave it a uh, glowing review. Yeah, yeah I great. think maybe it didn't have enough stuff to do, and then it kind of petered out. And then when it had more stuff to do, it was like too late. Yeah, you get the snowball effect of like it's online only, right? So it's like if people are playing it, then it can sort exactly. of get the momentum going. But you can also, it's really dangerous. Like it can. Oh yeah, too. Yeah, the matchmaking yeah. for those. Uh, And all we got is the announcement, right? Well, a few more details. Uh, The quote from the press release says, it's designed from the ground up as an original premium title, so not free-to-play, at least. Mm -hmm. Plant the flag in the ground on that. Premium title for $60 or whatever? Yeah, I think so. That's, yeah. Uh, Marries the best of what made the co-op zombie shooter so successful with new features and state-of-the-art technology. So, like, the big feature with Left 4 Dead was the the AI director yeah. that was supposed to be directing your experience. Mm-hmm. They don't mention anything like that specifically about this new game, yeah. but uh, one would one would expect it would be doing something like that. High resolution graphics. Yeah, yeah. I like Maybe I, the I new, like tech- new, new <laughs> features just yeah. as a like, <laughs> a bullet point. And Great. new technology. Well, yeah. things. I'm sorry. Is they say new technology? State of the art technology, okay. Sam. That might be cardboard on your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's. To some companies, and if it they could get be. there that before Nintendo, that's true. Oh, it's just cardboard on it's your face, so it's not VR. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like it's fun to act like you're a bird. Labo, <laughs> Labo for dead. <laughs> I'm just saying that's pretty yeah. good. That's and, a free and one. And the A in Labo could also be a four. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, Laforbo. I'm gonna read okay, the comment. Okay. No, because Sam, Sam, you just. Anyways, it's looking at Sam exactly. There it is. Got CJ. All right, I gotta stop. You're good. You're um, good. Someone, uh, a representative from Warner Brothers, says this is very much not Left 4 Dead 3, rather a new gaming universe where you'll be able to shoot up a lot of zombies like in Left 4 Dead. But there's a whole lot of new stuff in Back 4 Blood, which makes it unique. So, so we, new stuff. New zombies. New stuff. <laughs> new features. It's all really yeah, state-of-the-art technology. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. High res. Chris Ashton, uh, design director, one of Turtle Rock's co-founders, says, we get to return to a genre that was born in our studio with over 10 years of additional experience and zombie ideas racked up in our brains. Yeah. 10 that, years. That's actually, I'm glad that Turtle Rock, that's smart of Warner Brothers, right? Hmm. Like, Turtle Rock is clearly a deeply, deeply talented team, and mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, Evolve didn't work out, and then it's like, well, your whole company is just out of business now, but I'm glad yeah. someone recognized them for the talent they are, yeah. and, you know, it's given them another shot. Yeah, and those games as a service, too. I mean, there is, 
you know, obviously longevity if they're done right. I mean, yeah. if anything, Apex Legends, it's weird to see that. Like, I don't know how these free-to-play games mm. can survive in this state if they're not good. Like, well, this doesn't say well, game as a service yet. But, but I mean, that's my point. That's yeah, it's like... Implication. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, so... Uh, it is kind of like even the original Left for Deads were kind of games of service in the, in the idea that they're meant to be played over and over and over. Yeah. Very ahead of the curve. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I want to just wonder who's still yeah. there, who's making this game because you have at Turtle Rock. I, yeah, you have like the name of the company, hmm. and then like you have the Chris that Ashton. Work there. <laughs> and Retro is not even close to being the same company as they were to get you know. So please be excited. There's a Met- Metroid coming out from them, but who knows what it's going to be like? I, I always yeah. wondered about that. Like ten years on. Are any companies as well, good as they were ten years ago? Are they I mean, better? That's just like next or in a couple of weeks at PAX, Gearbox is expected to reveal Borderlands right, Three, exactly. mm-hmm. which people are just instantly excited for. But remember, like who is left mm-hmm. at, at Gearbox that worked on yeah. Borderlands Two? Like hardly anyone. Game mm-hmm. uh, developers change so much and they move uh, companies so much that I just wonder what is the what is the studio that outlasts? And like Nintendo has yeah. been making great games for a long time, but there's very few examples that span yeah. decades. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I do think there is a lot of uh, there is a certain amount of zombie fatigue, but Left 4 Dead is the one that I think people would be happy to return to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead makes a lot of sense to me. I'd be happy to return to fatigued zombies. I don't like the fast ones. Yeah, yeah slow zombies. Mm-hmm. We well, just did in uh, Resident Evil Two. They weren't that fast. I just said you returned to slow oh, zombies. Oh, I returned. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. Yeah. I did like that. Uh, They're just hungry. All right, <laughs> can you name this tune? This is your first. The, First round of Can You Name This Tune? What game is this from? This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Where's my sound hound? Yeah. Here's here's the hint. It's the ending theme to a game. It sounds like a Capcom game. Well, since you only have Castlevania songs up here, <laughs> I'm going to presume it's the title credits for Castlevania. That is the end theme to Castlevania 1. Gotcha. That's really nice. nice. Yeah. That's cool. It's a nice I, little I've tune. watched that a lot because of those fake titles, which we've talked about on here before. The, like... The fake like Boris strip. Carl yeah. office, yeah. James Banana, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It is it's weird. A weird game. Fishman Banana is a very Eggman. old Japanese family name. Naturally. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Now I mentioned next week we are getting you know 
a very rare occurrence. A new gaming platform is going to be going to be announced mm-hmm. at GDC, the Game Developers Conference, right? Just uh, held here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Google is going to be uh, revealing its gaming platform, which everyone expects to be a streaming gaming service. If it's not an actual console, there's at least some sort of hardware involved, some sort of controller that you use. They've done yeah. this before, yeah. though. In what well, way? There's just been like Android-based platforms a lot, and they get hyped. Like Ouya? Ouya too. Uh, yeah. This is a little different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Um, because of that fake controller? <clears throat> well, they had such a success with uh, streaming Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was sort of like hiding in plain sight, right? Like yeah. they're testing their streaming tech, and they didn't yeah. really talk about how or why they were doing that. They're just like, well, you can play Assassin's Creed Odyssey in your browser. But like secretly, that's like, this is like, you know, this is them testing their. Like you can do it. You can play next gen games, you know, in your browser on any screen you want. You can stream it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's crazy though. We were talking about last week. You're having a download issue with these, you know, online consoles. That's only. one something I wanted to bring up. Yeah, like I mean, it'll that, work great in San Francisco. Well, exactly. That's like, it. it. Yeah, depending on your internet connection, <laughs> think, like that's a. Uh, I think the console is going to do both. I think it's going to come in both flavors. Like mm-hmm. there'll be a version where it's a traditional game box, you know, buy and play oh. games, and then I think there'll be a streaming version. Interesting. Game yeah. box. I didn't envision that. Like an actual, you think it's yeah. going to be a physical hardware yeah, I think that's the name. Yeah. <laughs> game box. The Google Game Box. Google Game Box. Done. They, you know, they've been, this is a, they've been hiring, you know, sort of not so secretly because you can't keep your job list yeah, yeah. secret, right? Yeah, so uh, they've been hiring more than just software people. They've been hiring hardware people. Interesting. So maybe that was all just for the controller. We don't really know. They hired Jade Raymond. They hired Jade yeah. Raymond. That was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, so they're hiring game developers too. So they're clearly even going to yeah. have some first party support in addition to, I'm presuming based off that Assassin's Creed test that they have Third, some third-party support as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. very exciting. Uh, but we do have an email here from Amanda in Kentucky. Mm. Uh, something along the lines of the topic you just brought up, CJ. She says, hello, GameScoop crew. You guys are great. The show is so fun to listen to. Thanks for all the work that you do. On a recent episode, Sam... <laughs> You can't hit more than one key at the at once. It's too much. Amanda, you're like a small child. Look, Damon's not even using it. All right, I just used it to play some very so good his tasteful music from Castlevania. You See, again I, I have to do time. extra work to laugh yeah. now. I can't just hit a button. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amanda says on a recent episode, Sam brought up the internet speeds in Kansas, if I remember correctly. He started downloading Red Dead Redemption 2 in Kansas around Christmas, and it still isn't done. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a joke or an exaggeration, but it didn't feel like it to me. I live in Kentucky in a very rural town. We have the best internet we can get, and it is extremely slow. Oof, I have an wow. Xbox One. I've basically had to give up playing anything on it. Every game I have downloaded, and even the physical copies I have, need updates every time I boot them up. These updates take at least a week to download. That's not to mention the updates the actual Xbox needs to run and forget about playing games like Call of Duty or Destiny online. Recently, I've started playing more on my Switch as it doesn't seem to need updates as often, and even then the files aren't as large, so the downloads are relatively quicker. Mm -hmm. Love my Switch, but since I own an Xbox One already, I feel robbed of the option to play the bigger, newer games that aren't on Switch. I have... Three questions for the Mega Cops. Questions three I will ask of thee. I, I added that. First, <laughs> how fast is the internet where you all live? Uh, I checked. Uh, here at here at IGN, we have 83 down, 26 up. We've got really fast internet here. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... That's what I get at home. Yeah, okay. but that's only in certain, like, Wi-Fi areas in the company. Like, if you go into some of our dedicated stuff, it's y- like... You can yeah. tap into, like, the hard line. Yeah, we it's need to like download, two like, or three hundred meg yeah. down. I have a hundred down at home. Yeah, so we were talking to, uh, I think it was uh, Destin, there's certain areas that have fiber here, and Sonic is a, is a provider mm-hmm. here. There's like a 1,000 meg down yeah. Yeah. And, and like 500 up or something crazy. Cool. Yep. We definitely yeah. take for granted. Like I realized last night that I was downloading Division 2 on my PS4. It yeah. was going pretty fast. Like It still took like an hour, you know, but it's like 60 gigs, so it's like yeah. that's going pretty fast. And we were streaming Netflix twice. <laughs> Oh, that's so it's like it's like, damn, like that's that's like a lot of Internet happening. But I will say internet here is really expensive and there's not a lot of like low end options. But so is milk. I mean, I don't know. I'm just (laughs) used to it. Like comparison. Uh, but the K- milk isn't any better here. <laughs> it's kind of all good. the same. Okay, good point. Uh, so or is it? My, my internet at <laughs> my not. place, it's, not. it's 25 down, uh, 10 up. Damn, it's, it's slow, man. Exactly. It's and end. Will I ever usually get that? Not from 6 o'clock till 9. Yeah. 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock, it's always basically 10. Do you even down. get, like, what does your Netflix look like? Well, so that's the other thing. When you're streaming multiple things and doing games, I don't know how many times you got, like, an iPad going and then you got yeah. a Netflix TV going, then you're trying to play games. No, it doesn't work. And in Canada, I will speak to the Canadians, 
Uh, eight meg down and ten meg up, or like two or three meg up, depending. Like there's different tiers of services. It's crazy expensive. It's almost like eighty or ninety bucks for that, and two hundred dollars if you want to get anything above ten megs up. How's the milk? Milk's good. It's in bags. <laughs> Comes in, in a bag, bags. though. I knew you were gonna say that, Sam. Mm-hmm. In bags. Is that Even true? Chocolate? Yeah, absolutely. That is so messed up. <laughs> I don't make the milk <laughs> or put it in the bags, but that's what happens. Anymore. Yeah. In 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 the old days when the milkman would deliver milk, we just drop a bag on your front porch. Yeah. Squish. There's like three you'd buy basically like a pack, and there'd be three or four in a pack, and they'd just set it nice. They used front to door. just dump it out and they were so happy when they figured out the bags. <laughs> um at, uh, at a summer camp in America, I, I've had bag milk, but it was a bag. It was like huge, and they put it in a dispenser. Yeah, and okay. then it's like it's like this bag of milk in this dispenser, and then it has like a, a little like uh, uh, an udder. Yep. Yeah, that an comes udder. Out, an udder that you know that, that's part of it, and you like snip it, and it starts spewing out milk. But the only thing that holds it in is like a lever that has like a weight on it, so it like closes the udder. It's the most cow-like you can get milk out of. It's like mm-hmm. a robot cow. Accurate. <laughs> How big are the milk bags there? Uh, well, they're like one, two liters. Standard bags. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. We you don't mean have a, You mean a here. gallon? Sorry, yeah, I said liter. Exactly. I already knew where this was going. It, it just could keep going right now. That is utterly ridiculous. Uh, uh, question number two. <laughs> <laughs> you can change it up. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Uh, what do you think that was? I'm going to have to was... rearrange these every week. <laughs> uh, okay. That's very yeah. one. <laughs> it's one of the mon- one of the bosses. Uh, I didn't know there was so much voice acting in Castlevania either. 3. Mm. It's like actual like yeah, vocalizations. Voice samples in NES games is one yeah. of my favorite things. Yeah. Did we answer one question? Here's question number two. Uh, short of moving to a more urban area, is there anything I can do to get better download speeds? Uh, it's a it's a really bad problem in Kentucky. I know. I think yep. Alaska has the worst internet in all of the fifty states, but in the uh, lower forty eight, it's Kentucky, Montana, and Arkansas. Wow, really? Yeah, I mean, I think like satellite internet is super slow, but it surely must be faster than faster yeah. than like you just can't update your Xbox and play I mean, games on. I, I, that's what I had in Kansas, <clears throat> and I couldn't. I like you know what the worst thing was is that I had like wiped an Xbox, so I needed to get everything on there that had ever been updated, oh, yeah, the right? Transfer mm. stuff. And that never happened. Like I made the joke about Red Dead, but like I couldn't even get the Xbox to a uh, place with over seven days. I yeah. mean, you could drive like if you have friends or anyone in your social circle that lives in like a bigger city, like, <laughs> drive the Xbox over there, <laughs> update game. all your shit. Yeah. I wonder if a library. I mean, a library won't let you just plug uh, in anything there, but I bet they have good Wi-Fi. Yeah. Maybe we should, maybe we should start a business where they can yeah. they can ship us their Xboxes yeah. and we'll update and download games send with them and send it back. I mean, if it, it, like I said that half-jokingly, but if it's just single-player games and you just need to download some 8-gig update, you could truck your Xbox somewhere to get that update and play. Like, obviously, you're never going to be playing Destiny online on yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, you but, like get, the states are big. Like, where, where is she actually going to go? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. College campuses uh, always have yeah. great yeah. internet. Always. Yeah. Maybe there's like a computer lab there that you could use. I'm it, not sure. Now it's weird. Like when, So do you guys remember the previous generation? I actually was a big fan of Xbox 360 over PlayStation 3 for that reason. Like when I lived in Canada before I moved here, I don't know how many times I'd come up with a game. And it'd be dual platform, a lot of games. PlayStation 3 always had crazy updates that were super big and took the console a long time to download. And Xbox didn't have those things. I and, remember everybody yeah. complained about that all the and time. Everybody complained about it. And it always had to, had to auto update when you started. Always. So you'd be sitting there waiting for about 40 or 50 minutes before yeah. you started your game. I was a 360 guy for that reason. Now it's funny. Xbox now reversed it. I know. Xbox One. Know. The UI is yeah. is a, an atrocity. And every time I log in to play a game, I'm like, <laughs> all right, guys, I'll be there. And then the update happens, and I'm like, yep. dear God. Uh, but everything that, that is reversed. That, that game. Developers and game companies are getting excited about right now with streaming and DLC and everything. It's it's such like a bad plan. Like it's not going to work for so many people. Well, yeah, I don't know what percent. A hundred million people. So her last question is: Is this a problem that exists in other countries? Yes, Uh, worse in other countries. Yeah. So as bad as it may seem in the U.S., uh, we're apparently number we're tenth in the in the world and for countries in like internet speed. Everything else is in like Scandinavia. Uh, it's us. actually like Korea has the really, really fast has the cool. fastest internet. Mm-hmm. Interesting, nice. South Korea. Yeah, we're a big um, country. It's hard to get. That's true. Yeah. We are yeah. we are a pretty uh, good sized country. Yeah, but we're number ten. And then uh, down on the way at the bottom of the list, it's uh, Paraguay and Venezuela. Ooh, 
Ooh, at yeah. the slowest internet speeds. Any any Canada rank on there? Do you have? Uh, I don't have it in front of me okay. right now. You don't you don't have to try to make everything about Canada. No, that's okay. I'm just. We wondering. already talked about your milk bags. I know, but that was the best part, right? Those <laughs> a lot of these uh, countries, you know, India as they continue to have a growing middle class, um, mm-hmm. they're going to end up skipping you know uh, traditional internet and Wi-Fi altogether, and they're just going to use mobile. They're going to use five G, right? Yeah, I was wondering about that. So I've I've run into that in a, in a jam where I've been to a hotel. You know, you're trying to log on, the hotel Wi-Fi isn't working. Where I've tethered my phone, and I yep. have mm-hmm. um, Verizon, and I think it's like yeah, probably ten meg down, and I There's played Destiny really- for like two or three hours and it was flawless. And I really? Yeah. There's a really great. interesting vision is like the mobile hotspot mm. as uh, Absolutely. You know, the source of internet in each home. Yeah. Um, and that's actually not like, it's not like that's far-fetched. That's no. just how it's going to be. Yeah. So St- sticking on the topic of this new Google uh, announcement that's hap- <coughs> happening next week, this is George from Lancashire, UK. Hope I pronounced that correctly. I think you nailed it. He says, hey, Omega Cops, longtime listener, first time writer, typing this on a rainy English day, dreaming on my lunch break about getting home to play Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That's a good daydream to have. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) A friend and I were discussing the state of play between the big three players, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, when the thought occurred to me that the status of these three players has been more or less secure for almost two decades. This is stark contrast to the 80s and 90s that saw Atari as the big player at the beginning, the eventual domination of Nintendo, the rise and fall of Sega, and the very genesis of Sony in the hardware game. Yeah. A time when genesis was Sega. A time when Microsoft was just a software developer. Since then, sure, we've seen trends like online gaming, motion controls, iterative consoles, but it's been the same three companies at the helm of console gaming. My question to the panel is, can you see this changing anytime soon? Will one of the tech giants like Amazon or Google step in, or will one of the other three bow out? Personally, I think the only challenge may come once uh, streaming becomes more available and acceptable to consumers with an Amazon Prime games-like service, streaming games straight to our TVs. I'd love to hear your thoughts. It's It's a really interesting like if you're a younger gamer you probably don't think it's just been those three forever like when i was growing up reading game magazines like it's the equivalent of like in 2018 it's like is lg gonna release a video game console like companies would just come and go you would hear these crazy phantom rumors about like you know some new company is gonna release a game box and like that's what the xbox was yeah the direct xbox from microsoft they're gonna enter the video game space and same with Sony, even, um, and but but that's not been the case. That status quo has been established for a long time. As um, the I already forget his name, <laughs> as he as the questioner pointed out. Yep. Well, it's weird even to have Genesis George. bow out now. I mean, exclusively and just you know mm-hmm. give their IPs away. Like I don't know, just getting into that like console space is just it's such a niche market that's just super tough to there were, do. Well, there was there were there were more players back in the day. When we read those old EGMs from the early '90s, they devote. Pages they devote magazine space to NEC with the TurboGrafx sixteen yeah. and like the mm-hmm. Game Gear and the Atari Jaguar and the Philips CDI and all that stuff. The 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 three DO three DO yeah. But with all the with all the failures and limited successes, it seems like kind of suicide to attempt it in a way. Mm-hmm. Unless you're unless you're like unless a you're, massive company like you're Amazon Google. or Google or Apple. I mean, yeah. Valve did it. Apple did it. Yeah. You know, since those companies existed, and you know, Steam is a, a major yeah. player, and yeah. that's just a different way of distributing that I think you know everybody wants to do eventually. I'm a little more surprised. It's not going to work. I think. Um, I think. Amazon and Google and Apple are already companies that are in the video game space yeah. in a different way. So Amazon owns Twitch, and yeah. um, they actually do have their own app store, um, and they have a hardware business, right? So yeah. they, they, you know, they make bundles yeah. and other high quality hardware, and they devices, just sell so. video games. So yeah, that's true. You know, you would think Apple um, could extend its like app store games business, you know, down to a console box in some way, or like there's like natural extensions or ways that those companies could get into the hardware space in a way that like you know a different hardware company is gonna like Samsung doesn't really have that same yeah same institutional knowledge. Yeah, I feel like their Apple TV was a little bit of that. Like they tried it, and it was kind of like it was mm-hmm. their way to like bring really it into the much ecosystem. We, heard, we yeah. heard, I heard such strong rumors around then that there was going to be an actual Apple game controller, like an, a mm. first party Apple made, Apple branded video game controller. Like they were going to do their whole big Apple reveal of it, and then yeah. that never materialized. Yeah, I remember hearing something. And like either too. those app, you know, those rumors, like you know, rumors can be wrong all the time, or like yeah. plan, you know, I, I, my personal theory is that their plans changed at, you know, fairly late. They decided yeah. not to go through with it after all. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm very curious to see what Google is going to announce next week. There's yeah. a new Intellivision and a new Atari coming out. There's also yeah. a new Intellivision well, and a new another, Atari. Another way to get into the console space is just by <clears throat> using an old name. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Se- the- Sega should come back. 
Yeah, I don't know. No. Last summer they announced the the Sega Genesis Mini, and then nothing ever came of that. That was licensed, well, right? Yeah, they're licensing it out. I no, there's so. like there is an like an at games right uh, version of that, but I think this is one that Sega was supposed to make themselves. Yeah, they're mm. they're doing another one that's supposed to be better than the at games mm. one. Wouldn't be hard. Uh, wow. Game Tunes. Is Game Tunes a good name for this? Yeah. Name. I like it. Name this game. It's all a castle. So good. I don't know, but I like it. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, listen to that. Oh, the stereo. (laughs) It's an arcade game. Is it a racing game? Not a racing game. Okay. Very early... Game from Nintendo. Sounds like Balloon Fight a little bit. Yeah. I guess it's Mario Brothers. It is Mario Brothers. It's like wow, the what stage a weird one theme. Stage. Really? To Mario I just Brothers. never hear that. There's like a lot going on in there yeah. on that track. It's wow, cool. yeah. I mean, because <laughs> ar- arcade, yeah. <laughs> There's like a rock and drum track in there, too. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, nice. Let's share what we've been playing. Sam, you've been playing DMC. Yeah. Devil May Cry. Yeah, and, and Yoshi's. Uh, Crafted World. Yeah. Uh, they're Which very similar. Yeah, very, very similar, similar games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, and it's interesting. Yoshi was, is, is getting taking some heat for censoring Yoshi's butt in yeah. that game. What? I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> it just it works in Japan, but sometimes it just doesn't work here. Yeah. Now, Devil May Cry censored some butts. Oof, That's at least joke. one butt. Yeah. I've explained the joke now. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, so Devil May Cry... <laughs> Uh, I've I've really taken it. Uh, I, I like playing all the games that we give above a nine to, right? So I tried Kingdom Hearts this year. Now I'm trying Devil May Cry, and I like Devil May Cry. It it's, uh, has some obnoxious moments, but it's mainly like, and I've never I have played Bayonetta, but I haven't played any Devil May Cry's. I, I don't even know what the genre really encapsulates. Maybe like Ninja Gaiden type games too. I don't know. Yeah, I played that They're action games, right? Action yeah. game. Yeah, but I don't like a lot of those. But this is more to me like God of War three or like God of War two. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was always kind of like a healthy competition between Devil May Cry and Ninja Gaiden, yeah. like in those in those franchises. They're very different, but uh, yeah, they're both really well done. But it's got this like sheen of quality yeah. to it. It mm. like shines. It Absolutely. looks so good. The faces look really good, and they look like, I was telling Damon, it, I really liked how Resident Evil 2 looked, and I liked mm. the people in it and stuff. This has the same like really high yeah. level of Capcom. The character models character are models. really yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's awesome looking. Yeah, like Sam was saying, I think they're sharing some tech between those teams, because the Faces they they remind you of the faces in Resident Evil. Yeah, and, and the monsters look so good too yeah. that I want to see more Resident Evil monsters. And it had great monsters. We had a live event here where they yeah. had a, um, one of their producers or directors yeah. came in and spoke, and it was really cool because they <clears throat> showed. And this is in the special edition of the game. You can see this, but there's live action shots of all the cutscenes. They did, like, they did they with shot, toys like, reference and like versions. yeah, so cool. Yeah, with like crazy amounts of like action sequences done with like tiny figures and like a little toy van and stuff hmm. and you can play the game with those like That's those cool. like set up shots and they're like one to one it's really neat it's really funny yeah. to watch. Actually, find, find a clip of it on youtube or on ign and watch it yeah great. yeah if you have nothing to play and you do want to play like a good action game right now i actually do like it i didn't expect to nice i might check that out and then yoshi sometimes yoshi games are a little too simple yeah. For me, at least. And it was funny because it was where I hopped in, and you saw probably a lot of the time mm-hmm. I was playing. I played for a couple hours with uh, Tom Marks, who's reviewing it. He was playing uh, on our, like, a big office television, and I hopped in, did a hop-in co-op. Mm-hmm. Hop-in co-op makes everything difficult. Yep. So mm-hmm. it did up the level of difficulty. It's like that with the 2D Mario <laughs> games, too. Yeah. Like, this thing in the way. The, I've never more strongly learned the lesson that like gamers don't want what they think they want until new <laughs> Super Mario Brothers came out with the simultaneous co-op, yep. which people have been asking for forever since the <laughs> The beginning of Mario games, like let us go through together, and then you play it. And you're like, this is gonna be so fun, and then it's like, ooh, this is. Uh, you're in a bubble twenty yeah. percent of the time. You're <laughs> just, just gonna say you're that's constantly, the game you're constantly getting in yeah. each other's way. You're not like the star of the stage anymore, and it is. I mean, it's fun. You can and, eat the other person, yeah. and you cannot. They cannot do anything about yeah. it. Yep, <laughs> they have been eaten. It's fun from like a zany party <laughs> multiplayer, just like f- farting around way, but it's yeah. not like an actual enjoyable way to play. To progress, games. there's been very f- many fights in my house yeah. with playing that game with all my children. It's like ah, not, you not Yoshi, and not Yoshi, but like yeah, the Mario Bros. Yes, but I yep. still had a lot of fun with it. And Tom and I got through a bunch of levels, and there's great puzzles to solve with the collectibles. And I think that's the depth in the game. And I did like it, but I think it'll get old. But there is a lot to do, and every level has its unique thing. Mm-hmm. There's like a there'll be like you know a level with a completely different set of uh, 
of puzzle solving, and then it'll never use it again, but it's really cool. I think you were explaining that's like a Mario philosophy of design. That's that's sort of a Nintendo's thing lately, is like levels introduce an idea, and then it sort of ratchets it up in complexity, and then you have to like prove mastery of it to complete the level, and then it discards that idea. See you later. But it does it a little fast. It's not like The Witness, where it's like, oh, now I can whip this out and really know it and like and own that. that. God, The Witness was so good at that. Yeah, it is good at that. Uh, Was it as good? Sam, was it as good as you and I playing Chip and Dales? (laughs) Well, it sounds similar. Yeah. You can just grief each other, right? That's right. Well, I have no memory of that incident. Oh, stop it. Did we play? You, you did the review. Yeah, it's when you were reviewing oh, the, the, the Disney Classic, the Disney classic collection. collection. Yeah. yeah. We did Afternoon video, collection. We reported it all. It was good. That game was yeah. kind of boring. It was. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, it's still fun, like, nostalgia-wise. But. DuckTales, 10. <laughs> wow. But Chip and Dale? I think Chip and Dale's about a five. And you know what? There's no such thing as a perfect game except for DuckTales. Mm. <laughs> Bias. Uh, Jesse, you were playing Division 2. Yeah, well, I've been bouncing around between a few different... I'm in between games right now. Hmm. I finally finished that JRPG I've been playing, uh, Trails in the Sky. Um, And there's a sequel, but the sequel picks up directly where the last one left off, and it's in the same world with the same characters. Like, it's a direct continuation. So most people recommend that... Take a little breather between the two, otherwise Mm -hmm. you're going to get fatigued. So, yeah, testing out the Division 2. I think I've decided that looter shooters aren't for me. Hmm. It's like, well, it's like the game's getting all this praise, and like I understand the praise, and like people that really live and breathe, like I trust like Duggan's opinion more than my own. But as someone that's just more of a casual, like pick up and play shooter guy, it just feels so odd to like get, like I got knee pads that had like 20 more armor than the (laughs) knee pads I had on before. And, like, I get it. Like, I played World of Warcraft, so I understand, you know, yeah. the loot cycle and the grinding. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I don't understand that. Yeah. But it, it's just, man, that is not what I'm looking for in a shooter Did you all. Did you play the first division? A little. Yeah. I mean, so there's this, there's this uh, Doug and I have this debate often about just the aesthetic value of it being a real-life game, where, again, I was going to yeah. tell you about Destiny. But it's uh, difficult to engage in that because... Like, do you feel disconnected because you're shooting real people versus, like, aliens and monsters and all the rest of that stuff? It's a little bit, odd. like, within, I play the game two hours, so I'm yeah. only level four, so I'm, like, a newbie, and I've probably murdered 100 people. Yeah, no remorse. And so it's, like, that part's, so, that part's maybe sort of odd. And, like, yeah. the distinction between, like, these are the good guys, the civilians you have to protect and defend, and these scavengers are the bad guys. Yeah. But then, like... The civilians also go out and scavenge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you're just scavenging loot, right? And it's like if this game were like one touch more realistic, it would try to like paint more shades of gray yeah. around like everyone's just kind of trying to survive in this world. But it's more video gaming than that. It's like defend these good guys, fight these bad guys. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you got to let go of that part of it and just be like, my base of operations is the White House and I'm, you know, recruiting new people to help me craft new guns. And they're all like, oh, I live in the White House now. And it's just it's yeah. just it's just a video gamey game. So. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that because I I have that same issue with Division as well, too. I'm not really a big third person cover shooter guy either. Like I like first person shooters better. But I think, yeah, there's just something about again, taking a whole clip of ammo and firing a human enemy's health that's, bar down. That's, to, the sequel, that's what I wanted to say. The sequel, yeah. does, over that. the sequel does fix that. The normal enemies are less spongy, and then yeah. the spongy enemies are covered in armor that then you chip off them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so it's it does still, seem better that it's way. It's unrealistic in the sense that, like, why do I have to shoot this piece of armor 10 times for yeah. it to just bounce off his shoulder? But um, at least you're getting some visual feedback, and there's some sort of in-game reason for why yeah. it's but, but it is a well-done game. Like, that's the thing. The people that I know are playing mm-hmm. actually really like it. So. That, yeah, that's I, I just like it's interesting coming at that game from the perspective of someone that doesn't play looter sh- play looter shooters, but I do like regular shooters, right? It's like <laughs> just the the level of depth of like I have this gun now I can mod that gun and I can upgrade that yeah. mod and then you know change its characteristics is very very MMOy and uh, foreign. Yeah, yeah, but, you got to be signed up for like the long term. Yep. Yeah, it's not like jump in, jump out. It'll be interesting to see how that does. I know uh, Anthem landed kind of softly, yeah. but people are, uh, they love Apex Legends. People are still playing Destiny 2, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So those people are the are games. still playing like Fortnite. Today. People, me, yeah. those yeah. are the those were basically what I was going to say. I think I predict I'll put 10 hours into it. Into Division? Yeah. 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 See, and that's the thing. Like That's the reason why I like Apex Legends so much. A, it's free. We got to say that. Um, and B, just the fact that you can jump in and jump out and not be dedicated to feeling the need to grind mm-hmm. to progress in the game. Mm-hmm. Game, I think they hit that loop better than like Fortnite and PUBG and, and all the rest of those games are very good games, but they have like a skill ceiling that like if you don't like building in Fortnite, you are gonna suck at the game. 
period. And for that reason, a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. Fortnite doesn't have that. Or Wait, Apex? Apex doesn't have that. Yeah, it's just jump in. If you know first-person shooters, eh, you know, play a game, die, yeah. respawn. Is that what you've been playing along with Destiny? Yeah, so Destiny had a new release content uh, this week called Season of the Drifter, and there's a bunch of ex- exclusive things, or not exclusive, but that were in Destiny 1, Thorn, a bunch of new weapons. So if you're nostalgic for Destiny stuff, uh, yeah, like Season of, Season of the Drifter has some cool stuff. And yeah, Apex just honestly been playing in the evenings. We're doing a bunch of Let's Plays here. The game is still super popular. When you see a bunch of people in the office still playing it in the lunchroom <laughs> and everybody just playing it in the evenings and weekends, yeah, like it's, I've not seen that kind of level of dedication to those kind of games since Overwatch, actually. I mean, it came out that, uh, not that it was some big secret to begin with, but some of the biggest streamers like Ninja that have been sponsored to play it were yeah. just paid you know, hundreds of thousands. Million dollars, million, yeah, a few days. I don't know if the million is just a rumor or if that's been confirmed fact. I, yeah, I heard regardless, rumors of that. Regardless, some yeah. of the big influencers were Well, based paying. on how much we got paid to play it, you can just <laughs> scale that up, right? That's a joke, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Where are the real ethics problems? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so right there, but this is the thing about supply and demand, right? Like Ninja's audience is huge and he's a big Fortnite guy. So, you know, whether or not that's legit or not. I mean, well, I mean, the point I was building to is that, you know, that paid off, right? Like yeah. the game is in like a Super su- popular. sustained second place. 50 now. million. Like, like they have 50 million mm-hmm. users who play that game. That is a, that is but a if that's, huge if goal. That, I mean, that's kind of like conspiracy theory about why it's popular. Um, well, yeah, it's but really it's, good. It, but it's so repeatable. Oh, absolutely. So like, why doesn't that just happen every single week? Uh, what do you mean? To just pay a bunch of influencers to make a game popular. Well, well the game needs to be good. Well, yeah, they don't yeah. have to anymore. Like yeah, now, but now yeah, it does. Now they have 50 million players. Yeah. So to yeah, me, they're good. But ha- but if they, I'm just saying, <clears throat> people are watching this. Yeah. No, I mean, here, here's what I say. Anthem, Anthem's, you know, Anthem's okay a good game, game, but it's got like a lot of problems. I and think it's, it's not bad, free. but like a lot yeah. of people liked it. But yeah, it but didn't, it, they could have just followed that exact same hmm. strategy. But that so so no, but like Apex. No, uh, no, Anthem. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Anthem is not free. But that's the thing with Apex. It's like limited launch window and then just be free right off the bat. Like mm-hmm. Respawn is an amazing publisher. They have history like in Modern Warfare 1 and 2 and Titanfall. Those are really good games. Not a lot of studios are going to be able to do like that polished level of game yep. on release. Like the fact that it doesn't have any glitches. Like, I mean, I like Destiny, but even that game had a lot of issues off launch. Like, they did it exactly right. Like they had to yeah. make a splash when the game launched and then um, the game has to be good enough to sustain yeah. interest. And they just, they, they completely got it right. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, I, I guess it's my point is that that's, you're, we're going to see that happen a lot more. A what? That's just going to be a strategy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Releasing. But again, the game not only needs to be done well, but it needs to launch well. Like, you have a window for yep. launch. If the game, and I don't mean sucks, is I mean, in consoles are the same way. We, yeah. we analyze a console's launch, right? Yeah. And, like, now we're going to have to analyze these kind of free game launches. Absolutely. And that and that set the bar. Like, not only is the game really good, it launched really smoothly. And a lot of developers, I don't think, are right now launching games in that state where they should be launching. Yeah. They do. I do want to say, by the way, that all those streams were labeled sponsored. They're required yes. by, by law, yeah. and uh, they all. There's no indication that anybody was trying to obfuscate that. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, me, I'm also in between games. Uh, I tried jumping into uh, Metro Exodus. I thought it was very slow, mm. uh, so it didn't really grab me right away, but I might give that another shot. Mm-hmm. So I spent all week playing a lot of retro games that we don't have to spend a lot of time on. But uh, on NES, I was playing games like Shatterhand, which is really, really good. Nice. Uh, Gargoyle's Quest Two, Little Nemo the Dream Master. <laughs> Super Nintendo, I was playing Demon's Crest, which is awesome. Yeah, Demon's Crest is uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, and uh, Blackthorn, which I hadn't played since it was originally released. It's a Blizzard game. Nice. It's like so cool. It's got such cool atmosphere. And then the very first thing you see is a Blizzard logo that pops up there. It's really, really cool. Um, it's like a better uh, Out of This World or Flashback. It is. Yeah. What are the nice. cinematic platform? Yeah. Call those? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that really a term? Yeah, I think so. That, I think that totally describes it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're locked in really thought about that. and they yeah. look really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Dragon Quest Builders, which mm. I'm you know picking up and playing on my Switch finally. Game is great. It's a weird deep cut, but it's been like a game came out two or three years ago, and I'm like, oh, I really want to play that. Mm-hmm. And I've finally found an open window to give it a shot. Nice. Uh, all right. When you, when you hit start on this game, you hear this. What game is that? Gradius. Gradius is exactly right. Boom. That's why they call him. Sam Gradiusman Claiborne. <laughs> He'll get can, a few I other just, nicknames. I can just yeah, hear the yeah, music exactly. starting after that, too. Oh. So good. I love that. That was Damn. one of the first games Solid, I ever rented. Um, all right. We've reached uh, the, the point in the show uh, when I deliver a sponsored message. So no goofballing around right now, gentlemen. This Got is the it. serious part of the show. Moving on. This is our friend. Where is he? Uh. <laughs> Chris from Toronto. Oh. <laughs> Who were you hoping for? Big Tony style. Oh, okay, okay. 
no, this is Chris in Toronto, which maybe you know. I might know. Small, small world. It says, I love hearing you talk about vintage games. I'm 40, so I remember many of them. I especially love when you get into detail about some weird gimmick or experimental mechanic that a game took a chance on, for better or worse. I was recently playing a Tales of the Arabian Nights pinball table at a yeah. local arcade bar. We call that Totan in the business. You're <laughs> <laughs> in Toronto. Shout out to Tilt. Totan's one the of the scoop crew is ever in Toronto, I'll bring you guys there for a round. And that table has a big plastic genie lamp in the middle of it that spins around when the ball hits it. Several times while playing, and also while watching others play, the ball got stuck on the lamp. The only way to free it is to tilt the machine and end your turn. I think this is a bug. Definitely not a feature. Sam, have you played any pinball table or other games with strange gimmicks that actually sucked and made the game less fun or outright broken? Mm. Yeah, that game is just out of uh, it's out of whack. So what, that rotator, it, it's supposed to have enough, you know, uh, the ball is supposed to be able to overcome it. It's like basically a disc, like a CD-sized disc, hmm. and then has two pegs on it. And so the ball can hit the pegs, and then it spins. The whole thing's it, supposed to spin like crazy. And it lights mm. up these these lights, and it gives you Lightning a, bolts a certain and... score. But... Uh, when that spinner, when the ball rests on it and and uh, and it just rests in plain place, the gravity should pull the ball and pass, you know, so it pushes a peg down, and so the ball can just roll past it. Hmm. But that one is clearly just like crammed with grime and dirt, and just needs to be taken apart and cleaned and put back together. That's the thing. That's the thing. So, with pinball tables is like they have these really cool, elaborate one-off toys, mm-hmm. um, and then they're also the very first part to get broken. Like, yeah, it, mm. it, it's it's all about it's balancing like you know do, how much time do you have to operate this machine and work on it and make it work right. Then the really cool stuff should work well and it usually works great. But currently, games are coming out to his question where people put out something and it just never works hmm. and they have to issue a complete recall or replace a part entirely. That happens all the time. Uh, what year is Totan from? 91? Oh, it's no, no, recent. it's late 90s, so it'd be 95 or 96. Is it that late? Oh, much more recent than I was expecting. Yeah, it's, it's one of the last valleys. Uh, na- uh, Scoop Tune, <laughs> name this game. Oh, California Games. Oh, oh so good. <laughs> so good. Bonus points if you know the, the version. Uh, Genesis. This is the Sega Master System. Oh, version. right. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I can tell the synth the tune was not SNES. This is a very Sega sounding. Did they just pirate tune. the song? I wanted to ask. Yeah. So, whatever year this was, 87 or 88, did yeah. they license Louis Louis? So There's good. no yeah. chance. Was, was that Epic? <laughs> that was Epic, right? Epics. Yeah, Epics, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know who handled the Sega Master so System port. Yeah. But it's pretty so good. So good. I looked it up. It's Williams, not Ballet, but they're the same gotcha. company at the time. Mm. Totally. Gotcha. Mid 90s, 94, yeah. 95. Oh, I didn't, let me see the year. Uh, I think you're probably right because it's Nineteen Of course, I should have known that you could guess California games. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, this is CJ. Do you know what sport it was where that played? I don't know. That was the one. menu screen. Just the oh, menu really? Screen. So yeah, that was the opening title screen. Yeah. It's yeah. not competitive footbag. When California no. was just this uh, oh. mythical land. It was a mythical land for me. <laughs> you can hit the seagull with your. <laughs> that's like, your it was right in that yeah. time. So like, yeah. uh, Die Hard is what eighty-seven yeah. or eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah. He says multiple times in the in the beginning of the movie. He's like. California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. And the, the movie The Wizard. They just the, make them yeah. different out here. In that yeah, movie, right. The Wizard, like the little kid wants to go to California, he just repeats California. Exactly. Yeah, it's man. completely true. It's like 90210. <laughs> it's obviously a few years later, but it yeah. was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I, I What's going on? always wanted to live in California. Yeah. I always I wanted to live in San Francisco. Same. And so, yeah. and so I actually like really attached to that when I was a kid. Absolutely. In California. Yeah. yeah. I think that imprinted on a lot of people. It did. I played that game I didn't, tons of times. The BMX, the flying disc, roller skating, hacky sack. I could hit the seagull often and do the goofy foot. I could get a perfection on that one. I, I play it frequently. Uh, uh, I, I played it recently because yeah. it's really, really funny. Yeah. And there's the 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 uh, roller skating part. Yeah. Is especially she good trips because that girl face plants. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like it's like, like a crack on the damaged face plants. <laughs> Over and over and over, and her ponytail like, three times. Like, you only get craziest three animation, plants, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and, and the thing is, it could be a tiny little crack in the sidewalk, like that. You like, she would have skated over that, but she just like, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. She's down. And the bike is the same way. The BMX, yeah, like, it's just, like, it's just deadly, deadly BMX. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, this is CJ Nebraska, Dear Omega Cops. <gasps> 
The Nebraska <laughs> clone. I recently started listening to a number of different symphonic performances of video game themes. Mm. As I was listening to them, it got me thinking that all the really memorable themes were from older games. Mm. I do not think I could even begin to identify the music from Assassin's Creed Odyssey or The Witcher 3, even though I put over 70 hours into each. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Persona 5, I do not think I've heard any truly memorable music in a game for quite some time. It got me wondering if music has become less important to game designers, if it's because open world games just lack great music because it's hard to fill that many hours of running around with memorable themes, or if I've just simply missed the games with great music. Also, somewhat connected, I'd love to hear what your favorite video game theme is. Mine is cliche, but Aerith's theme from Final Fantasy VII always hits me hard. Good one. Yeah. And we have it right here. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. beautiful. Next time. (laughs) Just brings a tear to the eye. Um, I would say Skyrim had an amazing (laughs) Skyrim did have recently, or at least a title track that maybe got a little bit. Is it 10 years old now? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, what's recent? Yeah, it's eight years old now. For me, for my money, I think Final Fantasy XV has a criminally underrated Mm. soundtrack. Man, that is that is hands down the best. It's it's incredible. You said 15? Yeah. Well, it's funny because it just has music from all the Final Fantasies. No, 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 no. 15. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's like you're right. It's car radio. Yeah, it's got the car radio. Yeah. But, I mean, it's got its own original score, and I wish I could name drop her. The the woman that composed mm-hmm. the soundtrack is just... She's been doing it since, like, the earliest. Well, so, so to me, it's like that almost doesn't count then in a way, right? Like, in what... But it's a new theme. Like, it's not like they're, like, you know, remixing yeah. motifs and stuff. But I just... I, it's uh, incredible. And, like, that game itself has such a mix, yeah, you know, that unfortunately I think the music, like if that were in a better game, then it would be heralded as one of the greatest soundtracks of all time, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, It's true that a lot of the most memorable uh, video game themes are from retro games, classic games. And I I do think that a big reason why uh, so much of that video game music stuck with this is because Frankly, it you loops. hear it so often. Right. You just hear it over and over and over and over and over again. It but just whether sticks the with loops you. like thirty seconds or a minute or a minute yeah. thirty, it doesn't get much longer than that. And yeah. it loops. And so you hear that yeah. it's just like hearing a chorus. The Zelda overworld theme. Yeah. If you played Zelda One on the NES, yeah. you heard it loop ten thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then you've been hearing it the whole rest of your life. Yeah. There's only one other tune, it's but in the dungeon. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, but that's what's crazy. Even <laughs> Mario, yeah, there's only three <laughs> or four. Oh yeah, I love that one Mega Man was super exciting. And Mega Man had like a whole bunch. Such yeah. a good song. That was exciting about Mega Man or Castlevania at the time. <clears throat> yeah. that there was a lot of music in it. But what I love about, uh, particularly Nintendo, I think is strong at this is you know recontextualizing and reintroducing that yes. music yeah. and um, you know orchestrating it in in you know their more sophisticated contemporary games. But even in a game like uh, Breath of the Wild. Then they start to have fun with it. We're like, yeah. they're very, very restrained with their use of the Zelda overworld theme, but it is in there. Yeah. And you see it sort of coming in and out, weaving in and out as you're on horseback, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And um, like, that's interesting. Like, that that hits you in like this nostalgic oh, spot. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but it's also new, right? And so it carries this old, va- old nostalgic value, but is also being presented to you in a new way. And composers are getting really good about like, well, you're in the overworld. Let's just play the overworld theme, but instead um, bringing it back in ways that are really impactful and uh, artistic. I think. Yeah, yeah. And Nebraskan CJ has a really good point about open world games, where yeah. it's like what yeah. when you're just running around ancient Greece, just like randomly hunting animals. It's yeah. like what? what? It is like pluck the harp, harp a few times. That's what I'm gonna say. You, you mentioned the overworld theme to Legend of Zelda in Breath of the Wild because it's much more of an open world game. They yeah. just basically pull the music way back, and they use this very little subtle, just like piano chords, yeah. sort of jazzy, it works really well. and it's awesome. Yeah, it's like it. Well, it's also, if you just heard like uh, an overworld theme mm-hmm. constantly playing yeah. while you're trying to explore the world in Breath yeah. of the Wild, yeah, no. I, it, yeah, Breath of the Wild in the case of that game in particular, they're trying to give you this connection with nature, so it's yeah. an artistic choice to pull the music way back. But you know, it's in an open world game, everyone's running off north, south, east, and west. Yeah. So you don't know what they're going to yeah. do and what direction they're going to come at something. So it's like, yeah. I would say like the Uncharted soundtrack is very memorable. It's a good yeah. soundtrack. That's because it's Recently. controlled and they know yeah. when yeah. and where the player is going to be doing what. The most modern one people like a lot, and I. I love is uh, Persona 5 that has yeah. like a really good really, sort of, really. like instrumentation and has yeah. like some rocking stuff and all the Atlas games tend to tend to really pull out all the stops for their their soundtracking. The the Halo soundtrack for me obviously I mean that it's a, we're going back a little bit but I mean it's still kind of within that I would say later iteration like not retro. You know if you went back to Halo from now the same gap in time uh, that you'd go back from now to Halo if you went back mm-hmm. was uh, actually uh, 1899. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So think about that gap. Yeah, yeah, it's a big gap. Yeah. Big gap. Uh, my favorite video game 
uh, music of all time is probably a Shadowgate on the NES. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to feel awesome, old, dude. the very first Halo came out 35 years ago. Uh, Hard to believe. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. So 35 years before that, the Wild West. Yeah. 30, the Wild Ooh, that West. That was when uh, saloons. The, the, the last Woolly Mammoth was still walking. Yeah. Right? There was Woolly Mammoth. Boys and <coughs> there was Woolly Mammoth news Where's this week. Sound? Did you guys see this? No. no. Dude. That, this is the constant resurrection room. They woke up. Uh, cells from a mm-hmm. a twenty eight thousand year old woolly mammoth. Well, they find what that could go meat wrong? all the time. What's up? They find that meat all the time. They like found a well preserved one, yeah. and they inserted the cells into like a, a mouse like uh, like ovary cells. A mouse even they does. saw they saw biologi- biological activity in there, and they got to the point where the cells would like almost divide. They're not yeah. dividing. They're not like growing again, but. Isn't that crazy yeah, that there's any writing. sort of activity in there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm such a big mammoths. fan of like, it, like there's no good answer to why. Like, why <laughs> exactly. are you doing this? Like, because because, because it's say, fucking cool. Like, I, mean, what are you yeah. I think about? it's to right a wrong that we we might have had some some well yeah, some cause. I, I don't, they they said the article that I read said it doesn't mean that they're going to be able to yeah. bring back woolly mammoths, but it will let them study more about mm-hmm. woolly mammoths and how they lived back then. So I think that's. Awesome. And that mouse is going to be really weird. Yeah. It's weird mouse. <laughs> weird mouse. We weird, need more of those. Weird mouse is a good name for a band or something. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Wait, did you say what your bad. favorite contemporary game soundtrack was? I didn't say contemporary. I said Shadowgate. Oh, Shadowgate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys didn't share yours. You guys have favorites? I said Persona 5. I shared Persona several. 5. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. I think we talked about Halo it. You two. didn't. That's why I'm okay. putting yeah. you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? What's happening? And that brings us to video game twenty <laughs> questions. This is the theme: the California games. Our suggestion this week comes from Wes in Atlanta. <laughs> Let the questioning oh, the fade begin. out. Yeah, that's more the like the out. Richard Barry original Louis Louis than it is the Kingsman famous version. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Nicely done, Sam. Yeah, Damon. Let the questioning begin. I think we're done. It okay. was Gradius. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Does this game have multiplayer? No. Is this game after 1990? Yes. Um, did this game come in cartridge form? No. Was this game after 2000? Yes. <laughs> Is this a Nintendo franchise? Yes. Oh, that's, man. There you go. It makes it so easy. That's fine. No, How do you get so get lucky that. with these? I don't know. I just, just went for you it. You just shoot from the hip. I did. That's you a, hit something. Exactly. Because every yeah. time I don't, the comments let me know. I, I blacked really? out for a second. <laughs> yeah. Is this after 2000? Yes. yes. And a Nintendo franchise. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, does the, Oh, man. I don't even want to go that far yet. Um, does this game have sequels? It's an Nintendo. Um, um, this... Ooh, game. Hesitating. This is good. I like the hesitation. Here we go. Nicely done, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> this game does not have a sequel. Okay. Huh. But, uh, Kid Icarus. No, it's it, Would most people commonly refer to this game as a spinoff? Yes. You're thinking of something right off the bat. Well, I just... We just had Link's crossbow training. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. something along those. I don't have a specific game in mind. Some Nintendo uh, weird... Okay. A spinoff. I just, oh, just want to clarify... I don't think people use the term spinoff to describe this game, but like, it's not like it's a main line. Part of the main line. Yeah. Uh, is this uh, in the Mario universe? No. Okay. Good mm. question, though. That is good. I was thinking Super Mario Run there. Yeah, for or a golf game or something. Yeah. Right? That eliminates um, all the sports games. Oof! I may have I may have messed myself up with the Mario universe. What about the spinoff, or because I don't actually know. We can strike it from the record. Yeah, it's fine. fine. We're striking that one from the record. All right. It's not. A numbered entry in a series. Okay, all right. Um, hmm. Uh, we don't know system yet, right? No. Uh, could be Fire Emblem Mobile. Yeah, it could be, you know, anything from the. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if, what Nintendo universe it would be from, but I feel like Mario is a lot. After two thousand, could we ask your disc base? No, did you say cartridge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is cartridge. It, no, no, it's not. Cartridge. It's not cartridge. Mm-hmm. Um, Just ask if it's in the Zelda universe. Is it in the Zelda universe? No. Same question, Metroid. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but it's not. Because Metroid not a, has like legit spinoffs, and it has weird unnumbered games like the DS one. Yeah, or whatever. but my mm. throwaway question was about multiplayer, so it's not Federation Force. Yeah, but it could be the DS one. Is this a is this a pinball game? No. Oh. No, 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 no. I mean the DS one. That's 10. Not a pinball game. Oh. Mm. Why well, was that? Okay. 
We know it's a Metroid game, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this exactly. is your 10 question warning. <laughs> <laughs> is this on the DS? No. Okay. Uh, well, wait, guys. There's not that many Metroid games. Yeah, it's, it's not like Metroid Prime, Prime Pinball. Yeah. It's not Metroid Federation Force. Oh, that's a cartridge basis. So it's probably stupid. other M. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. It's on a disc. Yeah. Is, this, it, is that a Team Ninja game? Yeah, it yeah. was. Was this a Team Ninja game? Yes. There it is. Yeah. Is it Metroid <laughs> Other, Other M? M? It is Metroid yeah. Other M. Nice. Oh. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. Well done. Oh, yeah. So I, I wanted to say spinoff, but it actually it does like take place after Super Metroid yeah. or something like yeah, that, right? Because she's talking about stuff. the baby. Yeah. The baby. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Though. Like, I'm a gigantic Metroid fan. Like, who, t- who cares? Like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, so so it's weird. I did not get all the way through that game. Did you like it? No. Well, I mean, most people did I, not I, like I, it. That's why I want to say. I hope yeah. you guys asked if this was well received because it got, no. good, it got good reviews. Well, like, I just but shouted. But no one likes it today. Right. I shouted no and then kind of had to instantly walk it back. Yeah. <laughs> Because there was two, I don't know. there was mixed reception about the character. It's not like a bad, it's Sam. not a bad game, but it's just like, come on, like I just like, I, I don't understand Nintendo, which is a company <laughs> generally pretty good at like delivering, like, like everyone shouted and cheered when like the Link's Awakening re- remake was announced, yeah. and like yeah. they're making all these amazing decisions. It's like it's not that hard to make Metroid great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then yeah. they tried to make it a little bit. Ninja Gaiden like, right? Yeah, and it's a big departure I think for the character. Like everybody I think wanted uh, you know, a bit more of a well, it's like badass. Sam- all Samus was, is you know, like a top 10 video game badass of all yeah, time exactly. and Other M does mess that up a little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Hmm. But even if you take that out and just try to an- say yeah. like is this a, a a cool It's a fun somewhat 2.5D Metroid yeah, game. Yeah, 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 it, it was well done. It's a fun cool video game that's yeah. probably a little bit maligned although I don't know I the one thing I liked about it was collecting 100% of everything like it was fine the, yeah. the things were hidden and really cool <laughs> so the one thing fine. you liked about it was playing the entire thing <laughs> well I wrote the guide right oh gotcha so nice. I, I actually thought like you know if, if if you wouldn't normally go back in and get all that stuff yeah that was the best part about it the secrets in that game are really good yeah yeah, yeah they were all done um yeah I think we gave that I Jane gave that an eight something yeah. And I, I looked around. A lot, of, a lot of the other reviews were similarly highest. Mm-hmm. I'd like mm-hmm. to revisit it, see what it's like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we go, I forgot one music cue that I had uh, loaded up here that's so good. Who can name this one? This is a great one to end on. Give us a hint. It's an NES port of a PC game. Man. Is it Maniac Mansion? It is Maniac nice. Mansion. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You can kind of see they're trying to do a PC sound. Yes, right? exactly. It's that great. track is dope. Yeah, that is great. It's a really, really good one. Just the title music? Yeah, that's title screen music. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a Commodore 64 game. It yeah. does not that, sound dude, like an NES game. The first thing I thought was that it was a Commodore yeah, game. Yeah, me too. That's really, I'm really impressed with that. Like, if like Marshmallow or someone were to come up, come out with this yeah. today, like it would be a jam. Oh, it's really good. I like so that good. little wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is all the scoops we have here this week. Uh, remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Thank you, CJ. Thanks, man. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.